Welcome to another week of Come Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. This week's Come Follow Me study is sections 23 through 26 of the Doctrine and Covenants. So four sections, um, but not as long as even last week's with just the three. Uh, section 20 obviously being much longer last week. Um, these, so as we progress through the history of the church here, basically, right, as we're studying the Doctrine and Covenants, um, last week we studied uh, in section 20, and we talked about how some of it was received at different times, but it was really delivered and given at the um, on the day of the organiza- reorganization of the Church of Jesus Christ on April 6th in uh, 1830. Section 21, also same day. Uh, section 22 was given in April of 1830 and talked about the uh, baptism. And so as we move into sections 23 through 26, uh, we'll talk about some historical background and context to each section as we as we discuss them uh, in their own episodes. But what what's gonna? It's important to just remember where we where we've been, right? To remember last week's study, to remember what's going on. The, the church has now been uh, organized, and people are are starting to be baptized and becoming members of the church. And this that that movement of people joining to with. Uh, to the church and with the church and following Joseph Smith um, causes some contention in the towns that they're that the, the saints are in, um, and that kind of is the backdrop for uh, much of the of what, what we're going to talk about this week. So, in uh, verses or excuse me, in, in section uh, twenty five this week, we're going to talk about. Uh, Emma Smith, uh, quite a bit. It's a uh, it's a revelation given through Joseph to his wife Emma specifically. Um, but uh, there's also section twenty four, which uh, is to I mean, there's a, there's some mentions to Oliver Cowdery, but it's it's to confirm the faith of Joseph Smith and uphold him really and to sustain him. And I think there's a lot of great things we can learn from that one from that section. And uh, I'm actually, actually, uh, want to talk about that section for just a minute here in a section. So section 24. So Joseph starting to experience some extreme persecution. Um, you know, from the moment he got the plates in his own, in his own history, he talked about that from basically the moment he got the plates is when like real persecution started. Now we also know from his own uh, history and from his his mother's writings as well, that even before he got the plates, he was persecuted by local preachers and some people in the, in in the community and mocking him. Um, but it, it it kind of just intensifies and it continues to intensify. And so, after the church is now reorganized, section twenty four. Um. The Lord, the Lord is giving Joseph some some direction um, because of the persecution that he's facing. And the reason I want to talk about it right now is just from the "Come Follow Me" manual. Uh, um, excuse my voice; I don't. I've I have a little bit of a cold still, just lingering, so my voice is going in and out. And I apologize. Um, so. Uh, Come follow me, Manuel says. How has Jesus Christ lifted you out of your afflictions, and what can you do to continue to continue to seek His help during 
and difficult times. So that question, um, well, uh, my thoughts are a little scattered here, so I'm going to try to tie them together uh, as I share them out loud. The first part of, of the Come Follow Me manual, again, says, make note of the impressions you receive from the Holy Ghost. Again, this invitation to record the things that you're learning. And it doesn't have to be in a journal. That's a great place. But it can be in Come Follow Me manual. It can be in your scriptures. It can be in your uh, in the notes of the Gospel Library app. Um, but it's important to record those things because, well, so keep that in mind. And then as I say, the Come Follow Me manual has these great questions like each week, right? But occasionally there's a question that really like hits me. And I don't know, maybe you guys are different, the same, I don't know. But this question about uh, how has Jesus Christ lifted you out of your afflictions and what can you do to continue to seek his help during difficult times, that, that really hit me. That's a question that got me really thinking, and it caused me to reflect on things that have happened in my life. It caused me to reflect on some of the things that I've written down in my journals. Um, and it honestly highlighted a few things where I wish that I would have written more uh, about about certain experiences. Um, Joseph is going through this time, right? And I'm, so I'm going to kind of tie... Joseph's experience, and then and share some of my answers with you about, of this question of how is he how has Christ lifted me out of my afflictions? Um, so the church is reorganized. The and we'll talk we'll talk more about these these uh, historical events later in other episodes. But uh, Emma is is going to get baptized with a few other people, and the. Uh, so the some some of the men of the church had built a dam in this little in this stream creek river thing to make it so that it, the water would stop and get deep enough so that they could do some baptisms in it. And overnight, um, another congregation, another uh, so a different uh, denomination, Christian denomination, led by their pastor preacher, uh, came over and destroyed the dam. And then the to the members of the church repair it. They're, as they're baptizing people, this other group of, this other religious group was there persecuting them, yelling at them, you know, cursing them, whatever. Uh, and then as soon as it's done, Joseph Smith gets arrested because obviously he's the one to arrest in that situation. And, and so it's, like this, that's how the the church really starts. Like, so you have the April sixth, the great pouring out of the spirit, and everyone's great and loves it. And section twenty and section twenty one and section twenty two, everyone's got to be baptized. And then, boom, persecution intensifies. Joseph's in jail for the first time, and it's like, how do you like that? This is a small church, a, you know, a local church in in the northeast of the United States. How is that going to survive? But the Lord. Is why the Lord is the reason. Can you imagine? Could you think that Joseph could imagine that it would turn into millions of members worldwide, speaking, you know, countless numbers of languages, and that the Book of Mormon would be translated? In those in those times, I mean, and maybe he could. I don't know. And maybe Emma could. I don't know. But when you're facing those challenges, when you're in the middle of those challenges, they seem like they'll never end. 
And now I've never been arrested for something like that. I've never had to gone through a fraction of what Joseph went through. But as I think about how Jesus Christ has lifted me out of my afflictions, it's been important to me to write those things down because the next affliction that I'm in, it doesn't seem like it's ever going to end. But if I can remember and write down the things that the Lord has delivered me from, then I can find hope in my current affliction, in my current hour of darkness. Um, and so I wanted to share a few of those experiences, of my own personal experiences with you. So when I was 14, we moved um, not, not altogether too far from where I'd grown up, but still is, is about 300 miles, uh, still in the same state from you know Salt Lake, northern Utah to southern Utah. So, you know, I'm in middle school uh, as a ninth grade and just having to start over all new friends. And it was a hard, it was a hard thing. It was really hard. Um, but it was in a little room in a little house that we were renting uh, before we built a house down the, in St. George in this little room um, that I, for the first time vocally on my knees, so out loud prayed in, about the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon and received a, con- a confirming testimony of, of its truthfulness. In that, in that affliction, in that hard time of my life, I was driven to my knees to find out like, all right, what can I rely on? You know, I don't have friends. I don't, my, the place, all the things that I've known growing up, I'm in a different place. I can't rely on that. What can I rely on? Can I rely on is the Book of Mormon true? Is the church true? And, and I and the, and the Lord answered me um, countless times. I mean, I on my mission where days were hard. You know, my one example is my companion and I were zone leaders, and we felt like we were living mission rules and being basically as obedient as possible. Where we were diligent, hard workers. We were. At, you know, studying together and studying for the different people that we'd come in contact with. And we were out the door at 10 and we were in by nine and, you know, just very exactly obedient as much as possible. And yet we were just running into brick walls every day. Basically, it felt like we'd get up and just run headlong into a brick wall and get nothing done and nothing would happen and we wouldn't teach anybody and wouldn't find anybody new to teach. And one day we came home and I sat down and I prayed and just said, please, just I just need some comfort. I need some guidance. And I flipped over my Book of Mormon and came to a verse. It was in Alma 17. And it wasn't so much the words that I read, though the words that I read were to be comforted. <laughs> That's actually the words in Alma 17. But what was more important to me is that the Lord comforted me in my time of affliction. Um, as I then came home from my mission and I was a student at, uh, at a university trying to decide what to major in, what would be the best thing for me to do, I sought the Lord and he answered and he guided me. Uh, my second son was born uh, shortly after that time, actually, and he was born with some health challenges. And we, he spent some time in the NICU uh, just over a month. 
And that time, you know, as my wife looked back on it, my wife and I looked back on it. And even while we were going through it, we had these conversations where it was hard. Like, don't get me wrong. It was hard. And there were, you know, moments even during that time of just like utter distress, right? But as we were going through it, my wife and I would talk to each other and just say like how we both felt the Lord carrying us. We had an outpouring of love from all these people who wanted to, to help and support us. But it was hard for us to even to let them know what to do because my wife and I would talk and we would say, like, it doesn't even feel hard. Um, you know, there's these other experiences that I could share, but what I guess I, a couple of common denominators here and then maybe a couple of differences is this. How has the Christ lifted me out of my affliction? He's the only thing that's lifted me out of my afflictions. And how can what can I do to continue to seek his help? And that's exactly this the word seek is what it is. In each of these cases, it was I was I sought him. And every time that I sought him, he was there. Whether I was 14 and alone and with no friends, and alone in a bedroom praying about the Book of Mormon, he was there. Or if I was on a mission seeking to serve him and feeling alone and helpless and tired, he was there. When I was trying to make life decisions, he was there. When when my wife and I were carrying the heaviest burden that had put, been put on our young shoulders, he was there as we sought him, as we turned to him. And one of the things my wife and I did every night, the hospital in St. George where my son was, uh, was literally one block away from the St. George, Utah Temple. And so every night when we would, you know, we would stay real late with him in the NICU, but he was taken care of and the the nurses would take care of him and tell us to go home and get some sleep. And so as we would leave for the night, we would, we would drive by and, and sit outside the temple every night to seek the Lord's help. And he delivered and he was there. And so I can promise you that as you seek, that's it. He will be there. He will lift you out of your afflictions. Sometimes it's, you can't see the end. Sometimes there's just darkness. And you need the hope from past experiences. You need to seek him actively. Other times, like when we were going through the the, the ordeal with my son in the, in the hospital, he's lifting you and you can feel it in the moment. He's making it so that it's not so dark. So that you can, maybe can't even necessarily even see so much of the darkness. And then you look back and you think, wow, that was, he was carrying me that that time. But no matter the case, and no matter your situation, the Lord will be there and will deliver you. Joseph's persecutions were just starting and are just starting as we're reading about them in section 24 and in, in what's going to happen in, at, at this time. It's just starting. And some of us, is, it's easy sometimes to think, you know, if I'm righteous and if I'm obedient, the Lord will be merciful and I won't have hard times. No. The paradox of intentional discipleship is that the harder we try to be obedient, the more Satan wants to fight against us. And honestly, the more obedient we are and the more we keep our covenants, the more power we have, which means we are, we can, uh, and the more powerful we are and the more power we have access to means the more difficult challenges we can overcome. And Lord, and that's how the Lord gets us to grow and refines us is by giving us challenges that we can overcome through our faithfulness, obedience, and our and the power that he's given us. 
you know, and, and it, it may be short term. It may be literally until the end of your life like it was for Joseph. But in the end, it's being it's being faithful to our covenants through those challenges that refines us, purifies us, and qualifies us to to enter in the Lord's presence. And as we seek Him, He will be there every time. Um, thanks for listening. I hope you join me this week as we just uh, study sections twenty three through twenty six. Normally, I like to tell you what uh, sections are going to be in what you know episodes. Um, but to this point, I actually don't even know. Um, going to kind of maybe combine a couple of them, but we'll see. So just uh, hope you'll join me for the ride this week, and best of luck in your studies.